Welcome to this week's episode of Encounter with God Together. This is our weekly video and audio podcast that takes us through the readings ahead in the week from our Encounter with God daily Bible reading guide. And um, I have back again, he was here earlier in First Samuel, uh, Whitney Cunningham, who is our president emeritus. And uh, Whitney, thanks for coming back to, to bring us home here in Samuel. Yeah, well, it's great to be with you, Gail, and the whole Encounter with God community. Yes, it's always a pleasure to have you, and I know that you um, you think deeply about some of these uh, passages in Samuel and, and the leadership lessons you shared with us the last time that apply, and so I'm looking forward to hearing what God has uh, to say through you this time. Let me pray for you. Okay. Father, I do want to pray for Whitney, and I thank you for um, the wisdom that you give him um, through reading your word and the the um, model that he is of of uh, regular and faithful engagement and the blessing he's been to this community, and I pray that you speak in and through him today uh, as he reflects on the upcoming week's uh, worth of readings. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Okay, Whitney, over to you. Okay, well, it's uh, great to be with you, Gail, and the whole and the whole encounter with God. Uh, community, as I said, and uh, I'm just back from a men's retreat in our church. So we had a, a wonderful time of uh, retreating and being offsite. First time post-pandemic that the men were able to get together. And so uh, no matter what church you're in, whether it's a, a women's group, men's group, it's always good to retreat. So I'm fresh off fresh off the mountaintop and uh, ready for Encounter with God. So That's great. You had good weather, I think, this week. Yeah, we did. It was uh, surprisingly warm here on the East Coast. So uh, anyway, but uh, we're in First Samuel and we're finishing up. So we're about, you know, coming down the home stretch in First Samuel. And I think this week ahead is a really interesting week. Um, and the reason I think that is because it's kind of the off, you know, off grid or the less familiar part of the of the uh, Saul David narrative. And it almost feels like kind of a transitional passage. Um, mm. But what I find is the less familiar passages in the Bible, um, uh, we get more out of it because we don't come to it thinking, oh, well, I already know what this is about. And we're able to come to it with fresh eyes. And sometimes God can speak to us in new ways on a passage that we don't read as much. And I think this is one of these ones. And it's a little bit odd because we all know the David-Saul narrative. You know, Saul was trying to get him and throw the spear at him and all that. We know early in David's life, David and Goliath, we know what's going to happen, you know, in, in uh, you know, David's kingship and all that stuff. But here, it's kind of the transition between all of that stuff. And I do think there's a lot of um, takeaways for us, um, even even in this day and where, when there's so much uncertainty going on culturally, so much uncertainty going on in the church, I think this transitional passage really speaks mm. in a unique way to what we're experiencing in the church and culture. So let me just underscore a few things uh, because our Encounter with God writers have done a great job of unpacking the text and helping us meditate on it. But what I'm going to do mm. is just highlight a few themes that as we go through this, we can think about and, and reflect on and kind of uh, and, and see how God speaks to us. So that's what I'm going to do. That sounds great. I'm looking forward to it. Yep. So what I would describe these last uh, chapters in 1 Samuel is the rise and fall of David and Saul. 
<laughs> that's good. That's like good. The rise and fall of David and Saul. Now, the rise, that's David. He's on the way up. So mm -hmm. he's, you know, he's he's on his ascendancy and he's going to be king for a long time. Saul, on the other hand, is on the way down. And um, I find the the downfall of Saul one of the most uh, discouraging uh, and biggest warning passages in the Bible because he started out so well. Yeah. You know, he was Israel's first king. He was tall. He was handsome. He was talented. He was even humble. If you remember back, he just this, this humble, he didn't really put himself forward. So he was in a sense, the perfect king. And yet what we're going to read this week is he comes to a terrible end and, and, a, a you know, just a real uh, dismal, uh, failing of his leadership. And just one big takeaway about that is that, you know, we're all familiar with leaders who who don't finish well. Mm. You know, uh, they finish poorly. And it's a tragedy uh, for the church. And, um, you know, maybe, it, you know, it becomes hot news and we're kind of drawn to listen to it and stuff. And in our heart of hearts, it's tragic. To, to hear and read of a Christian leader who has started out so well that ends not so well. And that's, that's the story of Saul here. Mm -hmm. um, and we're going we're gonna to think about that a little bit more. But then David, just a quick thing, he's on the way up and um, he's, he's on the run. And sometimes when you're on the run and you're, you know, you're hustling, um, that's when you're, you're most open to the Lord. And so I would say, Saul is winding down on his openness to the Lord, but David is becoming more and more attentive to what God is saying to him as he goes through this. So that's kind of our context. Now, let me just um, point out two things. So in, in many ways, David and Saul are at very different places. Okay, Saul on the way down, David on the way up. Saul's kind of the bad guy. David's kind of the good guy. Not kind of, he is the good guy in these readings. But they have two things in common. And this is what I want to suggest that we think about as we go through these readings in this week. Uh, uh, the first thing that David and Saul have in common is they've both lost control. They've both lost control. Now, obviously, Saul has lost control. Like he's the big king and he feels threatened by David and then he's trying to kill him and all that kind of stuff. And and David, on the other hand, he's also lost control. I said he's on the run. He used to have a high position, you know, and and uh, and now they're chasing him down, trying to kill him. And he, he could easily have said, look, you know, I, I used to be, you know, number two. I, I used to be dot, dot, dot. And I wonder if, uh, you know, any of us in this, in this uh, community today, you know, we have those times when we think, you know, I used to be mm. dot, dot, mm -hmm. dot, and now dot, dot, dot. So that's how David is feeling. So the question is, that I think emerges from these passages, is how do we respond when we feel like we've lost control in life? And you don't have to be a king uh, or a number one or a number two in the kingdom to feel like you've lost control. I mean, we can lose control because of our health, Yep. We can lose control because of our finances. We can lose control because things that are happening in the culture, uh, in, in our families. It, there's lots of ways that we feel like we've lost control. 
And so I really challenge us to think about this issue of control. And what my observation is that uh, Saul responded to this sense of losing control by anger and also plowing ahead. You know, he just, just went ahead with his thing. He just didn't stop. He didn't pause and say, Lord, what are you saying to me in this? So mm -hmm. that's one, one response that we're going to see to losing control. And how did David respond? Well, you know, we get a great glimpse of how David was responding to all these different situations. If you read in the Psalms, because that's kind of his, you know, spiritual journal on what he was feeling when he was on the run and some of the experiences that he had. But I think the thing we need to notice is his first instinct. David's first instinct was always to look to the Lord. Mm. And um, I, uh, I think what we see in, this, in, in these last few chapters in 1 Samuel is two leaders who have lost control, one who plows ahead with anger, and the other looks to the Lord. And I think that makes all the difference, not only for them, but I think that makes the difference for us when we feel like we've lost control. So that's the first thing that we can think about this week. And the second thing where I think they, that David and Saul, even then they're moving in different directions that they have in common, is on seeking guidance. Now, yeah. it's interesting that they both seek guidance. And you think Saul is the bad guy and um, and. And, you know, wait a minute, but if you read carefully, and I would encourage us to read carefully, he actually seeks the Lord's guidance first, but when he doesn't get what he wants, he consults the witch at Endor. He, he goes about with his own thing. It's kind of like, well, God, I'll look to you so long as you give me what I want in my time frame, but if you don't, I'm moving on. Mm. And David looked to the Lord, and he waited for God's guidance. Mm. That willingness to wait for God's guidance is the key. Yeah, that's the hard part. But yeah, and key. what's interesting is they both did look for God's guidance. But, uh, and I have to say, the you know, Saul's uh, approach to seeking guidance is a challenge to me because I know there are times in my life where my impatience or the pressure of the moment or the pressure of the uncertainty makes me want to press ahead. Mm -hmm. And perhaps one of the hardest things we do in the Christian life is to wait on the Lord, mm. to just wait and trust that he's at work. And it reminds me of uh, something that I'm learning in, in my own life um, about waiting for God's guidance and praying for God's guidance. And, you know, we have these different things that happen in our lives and we, we tend to pray about the thing that's right in front of us. You know, so like when we read about David, you know, he's, he's got the Philistines and he's got these wars. Should I attack? Should I not? He's got the presenting issue that he's praying about. But what I'm learning is that when we pray, we need to pray with God's, with a sense of God's immediate, intermediate, and long-term plan in mind. So... Mm -hmm. When you read David, the immediate was, should I attack? Yes or no? But God had an intermediate plan. He was preparing David as the model king. You know, the, the, the promised king, this, this good shepherd. And the long-term plan is David was a model 
of the greatest king that would one day come. And so, you know, you can even see in this transitional packet passage, you know, the immediate, the intermediate, and the long-term plan at, at, of God at work, because we know the whole story. We know, we know where it goes all the way through the New Testament. But that's an encouragement to us when we're praying in uncertainty, when we're praying with a time that we've lost control, because we can pray with confidence, not that we know the answer. We may have to wait in the uncertainty, but we can be confident, not that God is going to give us what we want when we want. That was Saul's mistake. What we can be confident in is God has an immediate plan, an intermediate plan, and a long-term plan, not only for our lives, but a bigger picture that we can't see. And that's what makes us uh, gives us a confidence in prayer. So those are a few thoughts, Gail, from uh, this uh, transitional passage. Yeah, I like that. I hope, I hope that helps us uh, gain some new insights and uh, new encouragement in our walk with God. Yeah, and good good for all of us to be reminded, you know, of the need to look to Him and and to be patient in the waiting. Uh, I I too um, uh, tend to dislike the waiting, probably. I'm not sure who does like it, but okay. <laughs> it's okay. how you respond in it. That's the the difference maker, I think. Yep. Thank you, Whitney. Uh, would you pray for our community as they go yep. through these passages and, and their own reflections this week? Sure, I'd be happy to. Let's pray. Mm -hmm. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. Um, Lord, we thank you for these stories, which are not just stories. They're true accounts of people who wrestled with the ups and downs of life and leadership in the real world. Um, Lord, help us to learn what we need to learn and hear what we need to hear um, from these chapters this week. Lord, we want to be people who trust your immediate, intermediate, and long-term plan in our lives. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Whitney. Oh, you're welcome. It's uh, it's good to have you again, and I'm sure we'll see you again soon. Okay. I'm looking okay. forward to it. Rest up from your retreat. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye for now.